Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Stochastic.com NBA Strategy Show. Dave Lochran, Josh Engelman, taking you up till 11 o'clock. Deeper dive, Josh Engelman, joined by Adam Scher. Live before a lot, Greg Ehrenberg, Eric Linkless, a little five-game action today. Definitely some injuries yeah. to talk about. Yeah. John Morant, done for the year. That sucks. It does. It does. Kate, Kate Cunningham, <clears throat> probably a, a somewhat extended absence here, and a few others. So uh, without even looking at the slate, I guarantee you guys could have a pretty good idea of what the top end of ownership is going to look like. Yeah. We'll get into all of it, though. Only five games. We'll get you in and out, right, Josh? We will do our best. I don't know. We, I've been, should we even do this show? We do make pretty piss poor content. <laughs> yeah, isn't that something? Isn't it that is something? something. It is something. I don't even know why I bother just yeah. making all of this content every day for six years. Another site saying that, uh, that content is useless. This is what Josh is referring to. I just have never, never been helpful on a stream every morning to start the day for years and years. What was it? We put out long live streams, which is impressive, but yeah. we don't help people win. That was it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's help some people win. Or, or let's go the other way. Just, if that's what I'm going to be known as, then... <laughs> the guy that doesn't uh, help I, people I can, win. You, you guys want to see shitty content? Whew, buckle up. <laughs> Matter of fact, Jordan, I put a screenshot at the bottom of the run sheet today uh, from Chase, 360HC. Finally got a big tourney, tourney win. Shout out to Josh and Laffy and all the team at Stochastic. Uh, the Super Chat paid off with the Terry start. Yeah, you did talk about that in the deeper dive. You don't help people win. No. Fella finished with the stochastic avatar over on owner's box for a smooth $2,100, Josh. So you love work. to see it. Yeah. That'll work. That'll you love work. to see it, man. You do Rock. love to see it. By the way, rock that stochastic avatar. Stochastic.com slash avatar. Finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more. Could be like you could enter it on a nickel contest. Doesn't matter. Just got to be top three in a field of 5,000 or more. Don't chop with more than three people. And you know, or two or two or more people. And you know what happens? Get a free month of all anything you want, any subscription, $200 value. On top of that, you get inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's a good experience for everybody. Plus $200 package, Sims tools, anything you want coming your way. Shout out to Chase, though. You love to, you love to see it. Plus, my first day back on NBA, obviously I will uh, attribute the majority of credit there to you, but I was on the show. Thank you. He mentioned you that. were on the show. That is a true statement. And nobody can drive a show like this, fella. That's we true. got five games. Happy to have you guys with us. If you haven't done so yet, take one single second. Hit that thumbs up. Subscribe. Tone for your sins on a Tuesday morning. That's all we ask. And help us get to 100K. We're at 95.5, I think, right now. So if you're not a subscriber yet, you've been slacking. All good, man. Make good. Make good on those missteps so we can get that silver play button i can cut it into pieces and send josh a nickel-sized hunk of metal that he can hang i can't on believe wall. we have ninety-five thousand subscribers just ninety-five thousand people out there getting dick all of information on a day-to-day -day <laughs> basis it's crazy maybe we it's a shame that we don't we don't have a youtube channel that has six thousand subscribers so nobody sees our shit your Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg just spent like two hundred and fifty million on a on a bunker, like an apocalypse. 
bunker? I didn't, but that's smart. Yeah. And everyone's like, what does he know that we don't know? No, he a just lot. Built... Well, that, but he also has... I mean, uh, it doesn't hurt that he was a Harvard educated genius that built one of the biggest companies on the planet. So Stole probably a lot more them. than gen generic uh, uh, people Stole out and about. Stole one of the biggest ideas to make the biggest. I said built. That doesn't, you can build something after stealing it. They'll Winkle, Winklevoss twins. But yeah. uh, no, look, he might know more than us. All I'm saying is if I had unlimited money, I'd build the sickest apocalypse bunker you could ever imagine. You know what yeah, I mean? I'd be trying like, to, I'd be like Elon. I'd be trying to get to the Mars too. Just yeah. leave all these jokes and jokes behind, man. What Even if I didn't about? know a damn thing, I'd be like, dude, I'm building a, you know, $250 million bunker and I'm going to be pretty stoked on it. And I'm going to yeah. not, not show my friends or tell anyone where it is. I That's think all. 250 million is light, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, I I would build a I, I would build a thorough like tunnel. I, I would have just a full under like a thriving metropolis underground. Yeah. I would. It would. I would be like the. I would be like an ant. Uh, I would just have like this incredible, <laughs> incredibly yeah. intricate underground lair. Just like catacomb style. Like yeah. 2024, where it's nice and has electricity. Are we going to act like everybody wouldn't want to have their own bat cave? That's what I'm saying. Like, you wouldn't yeah. need to know anything to just build it. Even if, even if there, like, there were no, where there was no risk of the world ending, I think I'd want to build an underground city <laughs> for myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Is this like, are people against it? No, they're using it to push the what does Zuckerberg know that we don't know? And my, my point, and to your point, yeah, he knows stuff we don't know. But my point is he has billions upon billions of dollars. Yeah. So why the hell would you not build something like that, right? Yeah, I mean, like it's what else is he supposed to spend his money on? Yeah, exactly. He spent it on everything else already. Yeah, he's like fresh out of ideas, I'm guessing. Yeah. Was he gonna get like another iPhone? <laughs> I mean, like how much how much shit can you have? Right. You you run out of you run out of logical thing. How many yachts can one person own? Exactly. What I would do is build an underground river and have a yacht under there. Underground river. I mean, how yacht. sick would that be? That would be pretty good. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Chase, who who I just mentioned, hit us with a $20 super chat. Got a big win last night on Owner's Box. Appreciate the content. You guys are the people's champs. Josh, good call on the scary Terry play. Yeah, congrats, Chase. We love to see that, man. Can, All I, right. can I pour one out for Tyrese Halliburton before we get started? Yeah. So what do you think? What do we think? Do we have a diagnosis yet? Uh, I don't know, but it's my fault. Why? I ended up with 40% Tyrese Halliburton last night at lock and faded Giannis. <laughs> Uh yeah, Giannis didn't play that well, but that game finished with 260 points. So um, you know, left probably 40 on the table in half of my stuff. That's right. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So I apologize, Tyrese Halliburton. I very much enjoyed your season and I enjoyed you previously. I didn't mean to do that to you, but uh the moment that I had that exposure, I should have known something bad was gonna happen. Well, here's the good thing. In NBA DFS, you can have amnesia. Throw the next day or throw the previous day in the rear view, flush it down the toilet. What? And 
What? Yeah, what? That ah, must be my amnesia. <laughs> That's good. That's not good. <laughs> that was terrible. And let's so talk bad. some basketball. All right, so maybe that's why the content's bad. <laughs> All right, so uh, Sacramento and Detroit. Cade Cunningham, man, that's tough. It, they're they're saying they don't think it's major, but that dude was. I know they were losing a lot of basketball games, but Cade was on a tear. Like Cade had been on another level lately, and now you've lost him for. You know, at least a few weeks, right? You would think Cade's out at least a few weeks. Uh, it was like a pretty, like a good diagnosis, though. So, yeah, probably two to three. That's what I'm thinking here. On the other side of Sacramento, 11-point favorites. Uh, Trey Lyles, questionable. That's the only injury news we have coming in on the on the Kings today. Uh, the total in this game sitting at 239.5. All right, so I guess the question here is, <clears throat> when you have spots that, that, that are going to be significant, First of all, Jaron Jackson's questionable too. So we'll see what type of shockwaves that sends throughout the slate in the event that he ends up not playing. Yeah. But when you see, like, you know, Cade Cunningham being out, uh, when you see some of these other spots, specifically John Morant, like that's a big one, a lot of ownership. And, and some of these Dallas guys, so a lot of ownership is going to go to some Dallas players. With all them being out, the Kings are definitely in a good spot, right? Like situationally, yeah. it's a good spot against the, the Pistons could it have devolved into a blowout certainly could particularly without without Cunningham but I'm not shocked that this team even in a good position against a bad team with a pretty good offense is not getting a ton of ownership outside of Sabonis and Monk yeah 18 percent coming into DeMontis Sabonis right now 10 to Monk but the the problem for Sacramento just simply lies in the fact that these guys are just sort of the same lineup every night and their prices are stable whereas situations like memphis we have multiple dudes out and we have the ability to project more minutes and usage to a bunch of different guys so value comes up in a very different way do i like sacramento on paper yeah of of course to yeah. be able to get to De'Aaron fox to be able to get to demonta sabonis to high-end options it looks great to me the problem is i have currently zero shares of Demontis sabonis zero shares of De'Aaron fox wow I find Sabonis to just kind of be trapped. Anthony Davis is 10,100. I see those guys very differently. AD also has power forward eligibility at the top. Now we have AD projected for two and a half more fantasy points than Sabonis. I have that gap a little bit bigger as of right now. Um, but even like taking that and being close, I see Anthony Davis as a much better performer given that positionality and better in terms of giving up uh, only 5% of ownership. You've got Luka Doncic at 11.5 as the ultimate payup option. He's getting 30% ownership right now. That is close to double DeMontis Sabonis. So by all accounts, we see Luka looking like a better payup option. 9,800 for LeBron at two forward spots. Same ownership as Sabonis. I tend to prefer LeBron there. So I find it kind of difficult to get to Sabonis. I expect a big day. Uh, you know, he's he's like a basically a guaranteed double-double every single night that he steps on the floor. I just think it might be easier to find more efficient ways to spend up if he's in 20% of lineups. That said, uh, to be up against the number 26 defense, a team that's a top 10 team in pace, 
this spot does look awesome for DeMontis Sabonis. It looks great. And and to your point about not getting a lot of De'Aaron Fox, it's not even just the fact that Luka Doncic is there, but then you have point guard only eligible $4,500 Killian Hayes. So like yeah. Marcus Smart has the shooting guard uh, eligibility as well. So, you know, that that takes some some burden off of the position. But at the same time, you're probably like my guess is you're getting a lot of Luka Doncic and a lot of Killian Hayes right now. Uh, one of those two things is correct. Not a lot. Of I'm hate. going a little bit lower in okay. salary. So you've got not just Fox at 9,300, but you've got Jalen Brunson at 9,100 direct pivot. You've got Kyrie Irving at 8,800, another basically direct uh, positional pivot to De'Aaron Fox. It's Kyrie that I'm getting to in this range right now, how which much, we will talk how about. How much haze are you getting to then? I mean, I hate quibbling over numbers, but uh, right now, if lock were about to happen, you know, like give or take all of the lineups that I made. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is it, it's yeah. tough, tough to get to a lot. Like how much? Okay. So how much Brunson <laughs> and Irving? Irving 30, Brunson 10. Okay. So you are still getting a decent amount of Irving. Yeah. yeah. So when you've got, and how much Doncic right now? I'm trying, I'm trying to, to, to only 15 of Luca. Okay. So, but 15 Luca, 30% Kyrie Irving. Essentially, every lineup has Killian Hayes. That's taking up a point guard spot. Of course, you have yeah. the, the the guard spot and the utility spot too. But yeah, yeah it's going to make it more difficult. Like I would imagine, you're still. Not, I know you said Brunson's a pivot, but you can't be getting to a ton of Brunson right now. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, not at all. He's just in that range as another option at point exactly. guard to pay up. Like that just complicate. If you're paying up at point guard, it's it's blurry already, and you've already locked down one spot with what I think is very clearly the best play on today's slate and Killian Hayes. I do wonder though, when you're talking about point guard, like if De'Aaron Fox really is 5%, should that not maybe be a spot we look towards for leverage? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, to me, he looks way more interesting in large field GPPs. If you want to get away from a 30% owned Luka Doncic, by all means, a uh, $9,300 De'Aaron Fox against this shit Pistons team. Like, there's a path where he very easily pays off 9300 and maybe, like, it is more... Or maybe it's just, like, Kyrie and Luka split it and you don't get that ceiling game out of Luka. And right away, it's it's just more advantageous to not be all the way at the top of the salary tier. So, yeah, uh, Fox as a GPP option looks great. You're not jam You're not putting him in cash games, but... No. Uh, yeah. For what it's worth, and I'm just pulling it up now. This kind of affirms my confirms my suspicions. He does have a nice ten percent optimal, five percent ownership. So uh, nice leverage on De'Aaron Fox and our boom bust tool as well. Yep. Anything else for Sacramento then? Not really. Like I don't have much of Monk. I think Keegan Murray at sixty four hundred for a power forward option is like a nice sneaky GPP type play. Uh, nothing to dig into. It's a great matchup on the surface facing the Pistons, but we don't have anything that creates additional value for Sacramento. So there's only so good these guys can look based on what some of the other things on this slate look like. So I have some questions for you on the Detroit side, outside of the obvious Killian Hayes spot, right? So Cade right. Cunningham's a 30% usage player. I don't know what his usage is over the last month. I haven't looked. I could pull it up. But I assume it's north of 30%, if I had to guess. Safe uh, bet. It, it, what's that? That's a safe bet. Right? I mean, it certainly feels like it. 
getting to the line a decent amount. You're talking 20 plus field goal attempts per game. I know he's playing a ton of minutes, so that may drag it down a little bit from what it looks like on the surface. But my guess is it's it's north of 30 over the last month. Um, right now we have Killian Hayes getting a lot of ownership. Once yeah. you get past that, though, it's like 20% Jalen Doran. Uh, Isaiah Livers is 16%. Boyan Bogdanovich is 15%. Now, he is a little bit pricier at 6700 But this is one of those players. Remember yesterday we talked about if uh, – was it was, was it Cody Martin? We're like, yeah, Cody Martin's out, but it doesn't really distribute significant usage. In a spot like this, yeah. you're, you're distributing uh, 30-plus percent usage. You're taking a 34% assist rate off the floor. You're taking 35 to 40 minutes off the floor for Cade Cunningham. So outside of Killian Hayes, where are some of the exploitable spots on this team? Because it's got to go somewhere outside of obviously just Hayes. Yeah, uh, this is going to be not fun. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. not fun. I'm getting to a lot of Isaiah Livers right now. Now. I want to preface this very quickly by saying I hope we get more value later today. He's a $3,700 small forward power forward projected for 16% ownership started last time out. I went 28 minutes. Uh, we have him at 27. He is awful on a permanent basis. I've got his baseline rate at 0.61. He's at 0.53 for the past 30 days. You know, you want to project it a little bit better because this is, this game has a little bit of pace to it. Sure. We're talking about somebody in that like 0. 0.6, 0. 0.65 range. That's bad. None of that looks good. But in terms of value, sub 4K on a five-game slate, MPE, we have a bunch of pay-up options. You need to find somebody. As of right now, that's livers. I'm hoping that I just reallocate a little bit of that to other 3K guys. Perhaps Marcus Sasser ends up being the guy that looks good. We have him in for 15 minutes. Maybe they just play him a little bit more and Hayes a little bit less tonight, at which point Sasser looks like a much better value option. But everybody's getting at least a little bit of love here. Boyan's at 15%. I think that's completely justified. He's 6,700 6, small forward only. We're talking about closer to like a fantasy point per minute for Boyan when Cade is not on the floor. Jaden Ivey should be looking to see increased usage uh, has been starting playing, you know, 28 to 30 minutes a night point guard, shooting guard, eligible 10% owned. He stands out to me as someone that you kind of need to get to. I'm a little bit under on Jalen Duran, uh, 22% owned. I only have 10. I have flip flopped the ownership between he and James Wiseman, who is $3,600 center only, only projected for 5% ownership. Those guys are splitting the center minutes at this moment. Uh, not exactly a fun time dealing with DeMontis Sabonis on the opposite side. So even in 16 minutes, Wiseman's a fantasy point per minute guy. That could be a value mechanism. But if something happens to Jalen Duran, Wiseman is live to step into 18, 19, 20 minutes and become another value piece for this slate. We don't know what Alec Burks is going to do. You would think they'd play him a little bit more now with no Cade Cunningham. He could step into more minutes and be a guard forward $5,400 guy that is more than reasonable to get to. I don't know if there's anybody else that I haven't met, mentioned. Uh, Asar Thompson is 3,500. We have a lot of minutes to fill. If Asar Thompson is 5% owned, he's a 0.8 fantasy point per minute guy recently at 3,500. I have 16%. It's hard to get away from the Pistons, but I, I think you can kind of grab anybody. And I don't want to say feel good about it, but on a five-game slate, they're way more viable than they would be on a bigger slate. 
ultimately what I want to know too is so Bogdanovich 6,700 on DraftKings, 6,800 on FanDuel, right, Josh? Mm-hmm. With Cunningham on the floor, 0.87 fantasy DraftKings points per minute for Bogdanovich, 23% usage. You take Kate off the floor, 27% usage. So a nice uptick, nothing insane, but a nice uptick. And it hasn't, it's only around 100 minutes, but 1.05 yeah. fantasy points per minute for Bogdanovich. So the question now becomes like, what type of minute projection would you give to Bogdanovich here against the Kings? Because in the event that you're saying, all right, you know, I think this guy comes out and plays big minutes today, assuming they keep it close. We can't really predict project for that. Um, yeah. And you're talking 27% usage rate without Cade Cunningham. That's $6,700 price point at what's his ownership now, like 15% starts to look pretty good. I went 34 minutes. Uh, we have 32 and a half. Uh, Cade Cunningham to miss at least seven to 10 days. Shout out to Shams. That's it's actually not right bad. Now. No, uh, from what I had seen, it was supposed to be like yeah, better than it's seemed, but that's still going to be thinking, a Like you days. said, two weeks or so. That that was my guess. Yeah. I, I like the boy on shout. Like he could, if the game stays, can be competitive. You know, you're getting 36 out of Boyan in this spot, potentially more, who knows. But as of this moment, I have 34, which is a minute and a half north of where we have him. I think we could see that come up a little bit. I, I think he's very interesting, especially at a small forward position that is generally pretty difficult to fill. Yeah, and I mean, look, really, the, the, the downside with Bogdanovich is if he's not scoring, you're not getting a ton elsewhere. That's what sucks about guys like that. Yeah, it does. But, Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think you broke down the Pistons pretty thoroughly. Anybody else you want to get to here from the Pistons side? I think we hit um, No, I think I hit everybody. I, I Just uh, countless amounts of picks to give out there. <laughs> Minnesota, five-point favorites against Orlando. Very low total here, 216 and a half. Uh, Franz Wagner's out. Wendell Carter Jr.'s out. Gary Harris, Jonathan Isaac, Joe Ingles. A lot of those guys have been out. But uh, that, that's a handful of guys that are sidelined now. For this game, obviously Wagner, the, the huge one, who he's been yeah. out, but not not as long as the other guys. Pretty significant. So we will actually we'll get to that side. Let's go to Minnesota first. Uh, my guess here is that when you're looking at the Timberwolves on this type of slate, it is funny. You got you. We had a six game slate yesterday, five game slate today, and there's just been enough injury news and enough kind of like later breaking stuff to where a lot of chalk pops up and certain teams just kind of get left for dead. Outside of maybe some Carl Anthony Towns and you know the the low the high single digit ranges of guys like Edwards, McDaniel's, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, which is where we have them coming in at all between you know five percent Nas Reed all the way up to ten percent to Towns, but nothing above that in our, our early ownership run. Yeah, it's difficult to get to Minnesota. You know, it's the same rotation we're getting pretty regularly, so these prices have stabilized. I do think Anthony Edwards is probably. Uh, the guy that I'm most interested in, I have 10%. He's 7% owned. There's not a lot to read into that. Just, it it seems like a pretty nice spot. Um, Towns is still at 7,700, but the power forward center specific guys today, very loaded range, whether it's Towns, Julius Randle for the Knicks, Jaron Jackson on Memphis. You've got Pascal Siakam on Toronto. All of these like, 7k 8k 9k power forward center types so you're really comparing those guys a lot to each other i don't mind getting the towns he's the most owned guy from minnesota but i think you can move that ownership around very easily there's just not a lot of value to squeeze out 
of the Timberwolves today because they're at full strength. So any Edwards you get, any Jaden McDaniels you get as a $4,600 small forward, Towns, Conley, I guess, Rudy Gobert, very fine options for you to roster. But these are last guys in, not cornerstones of your lineup building process for today. All right. A couple of things I want to talk about here on the other side. One, let's do it. Paulo Bencaro, but Chumo Kiki. All right. So, really underwhelming per minute production from this guy, right? Particularly of late when you've seen his minutes tick up. He has, however, played 27, 29, and 38 minutes over his last three games. Currently getting 4% ownership, small forward, power forward eligible. At 4%, is there something there in this spot for you, given that he's essentially unowned at 4,600? Or are we just going to have enough value to where we can kind of eschew the whole Chuma Okiki play? I have 6%. He's fine. Um, you know, no, no real difference. Like, I'm already getting to the shittier version of him in Isaiah Livers at a cheaper price tag, but th those guys are all the same. Whether it's Chumo Kiki or Caleb Houston or Isaiah Livers, we're talking about guys that are 0.65 to 0.7 fantasy point per minute guys that you can use. If somebody else is getting a ton of ownership, they can be used as pivots. But in this spot, uh, you're not, there's so much value that's going to exist for Memphis that it becomes very difficult to want to get to bad value options in some of these guys from Orlando. Not that the minutes aren't there for these guys, but they are poor per minute performers. They are. And, and the only reason I asked is because 38 minutes last game, it was an overtime yeah. game, but, but he played the whole overtime period, which says a decent yeah. amount about, you know, thoughts on him being on the court. Oftentimes these type of guys aren't getting that full five minute run or any run in mm -hmm. the, in the, in the in overtime, but he closed the game out over the last nine minutes and played the whole overtime period. So it makes you wonder, like, could you get another 33-minute game from him in regulation? I think so. I like, think so. I, I don't see any reason that he couldn't. That, just that's no usage, sure. no real volume. But it's, I think it's worth pointing out that if you have a guy that cheap with those with those type of minutes, it's yeah. not it's not the worst play in the world if you're if you're starved yeah. for something down there. The problem is you're flipping a coin between him and Caleb Houston. On yeah, on his own point. team, you have two of the exact, basically the exact same plays, and yeah. neither one of them are good to begin with. And yeah. that's where it starts to get scary because right out of the gate, you're on a 50-50 opportunity for guys on his own team. Yeah, that makes things a little bit difficult. Yeah, because Caleb Houston, I mean, he shot the shit out of the ball last time. out. I think he was like 7 of 14 from 3 or something dumb. Yeah, that's a good point. Just look, you know, I'm just looking at it because I understand they still have a decent amount of bodies that they can throw out there. I mean, yeah. I think e even with all of those injuries last game, they still ran a 10 man rotation. So, yeah. And not only a 10 man rotation, like Anthony played 31 off the bench, Mo Wagner played 25 off the bench. There's just a lot of things that they're willing to do with these minutes. And that's always, yeah. and I know that, that Anthony played uh, overtime, but still say 25 minutes for him, 26, a lot of ways that you can go here, which makes sense that ownership looks a little bit depressed outside of Bancaro. Yeah. And Bancaro just been on a tear. The minutes with Franz have with Franz out have been just absolutely massive dudes taking more shots. I love this guy. I mean, his future is 
so exciting to think about. They're going to be, I, I'm excited to see what he becomes. There's not a lot of guys that do the things that he does at his age. So shout out to Bankero. I have 12%. He's 14% owned. He's 9K. Power forward only is frustrating, but we're talking about like 33% usage with no Franz around. You know, just shy of 30 real points is sort of where we're landing in terms of a projection. I got him around like 28. Love paying up for him. Um, He is in for a real disastrous matchup. Minnesota, number one defensively. You know, he's going to see a steady diet of probably like Jaden McDaniels. You're going to have to meet Rudy Gobert at the rim. Uh, Paulo Bencaro's biggest problem is probably finishing at the rim. That's not going to help matters here. He'll have every opportunity to take the shots, but... This is as difficult of a matchup as he is going to face. They're 20th in pace as well. So 106 and a half implied total for Orlando. 218 total is seven points lower than anything else on the slate. Orlando very, very easily the low man for today in terms of implied total. So it's hard to get to a lot of Orlando. But if you're going to start with Paolo Bancaro, there are way worse ways to build out a lineup. Yeah, I don't think I'd even really have asked you about half of these guys if we didn't have Wagner out still and and some other spots that maybe opened it up. But you're right, 108.7 defensive rating for Minnesota. You know, by far the best in the league right now. It's a tough, tough spot. You're right. Um, So I suppose we can move on from this. How crazy would it be like three years from now we have a, a Magic Thunder Finals? Holy shit, man. No one would watch that. That'd be crazy, right? <laughs> the giant markets of Orlando and yeah. Oklahoma City. Yeah, that'd be rough. That'd be real rough. But they're two. Adam Silver would be calling in B-dubs to figure out how to make that not happen. <laughs> the, the, I was going to say, uh, what was the what was the ref's name that got, that was in, like with the mob ties that got involved with? Uh, 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 Tim Donahue. Tim Donahue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Donahue, bring him in. Yeah. It'd be tough. It'd be tough. Nobody I mean, like, I would watch. like to watch the games, but I feel like they would only put that on, like, NBA TV. They wouldn't even put that on, no, it'd be on, on like, a real network. Dude, it'd be on Peacock. It'd be on Peacock. You'd have to pay for it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, can we have that conversation for 30 seconds? Because I guess you guys, you NFL losers, are all going to be pissed off and mad that you have to only watch a game on Peacock. That's right. about to happen, right? Go ahead. Well, they did it. They did it earlier in the. They did it a couple yeah. weeks ago. I don't have Peacock anymore. I used to. Bunch of whiny dorks. They gave it to me for free. Yeah. And then I just don't have it because I wouldn't use it. And I have way too many subscribers. It's not. Somebody I saw somebody say like, it's only six bucks. It's not about the money. It's just I I wouldn't watch it. Like yeah. maybe I'll get it. I don't even know what game is on. Um, Chiefs. Is it Chiefs? Yeah. Chiefs. Yeah. All right. So, so it, it is what it is. I just don't have it anymore. I wouldn't watch. I don't even watch TV anymore unless it's sports. Bunch of dorks and losers going to be all mad about it. If you followed real football, you'd already have Peacock because that is how we watch the Premier League uh, on a regular basis. So I have had Peacock from the jump because I like to follow real football. Wow. Good for you, man. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. You should try so- it. You should try I will it. Say, I will say, you showed them. I, that's what I'm trying to say. Look, it's... I, I'm speaking to the entire planet. If you want to just continue speaking to just the United States. 
Yeah. Well, considering like 99.9% of people watching this show are in the United States, I think I'll keep doing what I've been doing. I mean, go, go ahead, dude. What do you have to say to Botswana? Uh, shout out Botswana. Big viewers of the process from in my previous research. <laughs> uh, we go back a ways. Um, I don't totally know where that country is. If I was on this show with Ben, he would probably be able to tell me where it is and what the capital is. Oh, uh, for sure. He for, could for sure tell you the capital right off the top of his head. I can't imagine we get a lot of Botswana viewership, though. Um, but just I don't think so. No, we got a lot. We got a ton Ooh. of Russian. Okay, uh, Botswana's uh, GDP much higher than I was expecting. Why? What were you expecting? Much lower than that. <laughs> what? What's their GDP? Do you want to guess? Um. They Do you want me to give like you one other country as a reference resource. point? Seventeen billion. Did you Google it? Did Jordan yeah. just fucking give you Literally. sign language or some shit? Seventeen point six billion. Oh my god, that is just a phenomenal guess. Is it really? I swear. Wow. No, if I was looking at you the whole time in the monitor, yeah, I didn't look up shit. That's pretty good. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing, really. <laughs> Come on, I, dude. Chat will tell you. Chat could go back and watch. I never looked away. I never. I never Googled anything. I just went straight at. It. Do you want to do another one just to see how good you are? What's that? Do you want to do another one just to see how good you are? We can try, but I. Right. I mean, I, I would like to quit while I'm ahead, but let's go with one more. Okay, I'm gonna let's let's go. I'm looking for like a. You know, a more interesting country. Let's go to South America. I okay. can't believe I got that right. That's crazy. Maybe we're going to leave South America. We're going to stick. All right. We'll pick up the pace, dude. We got a live show going on with people watching us. Who cares? This is why the content's good, man. Boy, you are good at really ingratiating yourself with the viewers here. Who doesn't want to know the GDP on, of Bulgaria? Bulgaria. Yeah. 43 billion. No, oh, I knew you were just lucky the first time. <laughs> 84 billion. Oh, okay. Well, I was close. I'm on that's on the higher end for sure. I don't think that's actually a terrible guess. 17 Do you know billion. ours? What's that? Do you know ours? No. I've looked these up not too long. Like not we're not over like looking at everything, but I I, I mean, now what is ours? 23 trillion, which That's I believe is good. also the amount of money we owe. Not bad. Let's talk about Portland and the New York Knicks. Before we do, did you do a prize picks video yet today? I did. You did. Prize did. picks is the sponsor of today's strategy show. You get a hundred dollar first match deposit bonus when you sign up using the link in the description. Hundred dollar first match deposit bonus when you sign up using the link in the description. Not only that, not only that, Josh. You get a free month of Odd Shopper. All of our plus EV tools, all of our Pick'em tools, plus EV Pick'em spots, premium Discord with a thriving community in there. And on top of that, all of the expert picks as well for free. So you're getting $100 first match deposit bonus. You're getting all the free squares they put out there on prize picks. 
and you're getting an entire month, $50 value of Odd Shopper Premium when you sign up with that link down there below. Josh is rocking the hat. He does the video every day on the price on the Odd Shopper channel. You got anything good for the people? I mean, sure, we can send them over there. But if someone's signing up today, or they're already on Prize Picks, most people are already. What do you go with? So I have two plays out. I should make you guys go watch the video, but I'll be nice since I derailed this into a talk of the Botswana GDP. Paolo Bancaro, who we just spoke about, less than 42.5.3 rebounds and assists. Or if you like a different Duke product, RJ Barrett, more than 24.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Love it. So lock them in. Uh, yeah. I do have one quick question for anybody that's new to prize picks that's signing up, wants the free month of Odd Shopper, wants the deposit bonus. Uh, and by the way, the cool thing here is when you're building like a five player lineup, even if you only get four or five, unlike a traditional sports book, if you get four or five at prize picks, you um you still make two X. So that's yeah, that's nice to have for sure. Yeah. Uh you can up to 20x on six. They got the demons and goblins now too, which are essentially alt lines. We definitely recommend you're careful about those. Yeah. Uh for sure. And you can't take the under on them, but they, they have alt lines now. So uh if yeah. for someone like yourself that's not in a legal betting state, you're in North Carolina. So I know you get prize picks action in. What's your recommended for someone new, how to play, what type of cards you're playing, and what you stay away from? In general, you want your goal, at least on a, a day where you have enough picks to make, is to get to either five or six of the plays. That is going to minimize your costs of doing business at prize picks. Odd Shopper certainly helps if you're looking for additional plays. They're going, you can pump out whatever card you're looking for at prize picks with a couple clicks. That will be helpful. But I think that is the number one thing to remember is that your costs will be lowest with the most amount of picks that you could possibly play. On these pick'em sites, do you like the the insurance where you have a lesser payout uh, if you? No. Yeah, it's it's no. it's it's objectively great for the sites. Yeah. I did a review for a pick'em site. Bear with me for a second, guys. This is funny. Mm. I did a review for a pick'em site, a smaller one, and I had mentioned if you're doing this don't do the insurance plays because they bend you over on that. And over time, you'll just bleed out. And someone in the comments was like, well, actually, I saw something from the CEO of the company that said the insurance plays are actually the smartest way to do it. I'm thinking, look at, of course he did. Of course he did. He would love to pay you out. He would love to pay you out 2X on, he would love to pay you out 2x on like six of seven legs and then 5x on seven of seven legs instead of the 30x on seven of seven. It's the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. Like craziness. Imagine thinking you should listen to the CEO. That That's what that. I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Anyway, check it out, guys. Love to have you over in our Odd Chopper Discord and Check out all the free tools if you want and a deposit bonus link in the description and in chat. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I figured you'd get a kick out of it. I was like, I, I didn't even bother responding to him because those type of people you simply cannot get through to. Anyway, Portland, he, he'll be out of the game sooner than later. Portland yes. and the New York Knicks. DeAndre Ayton's doubtful. Moses Brown's still out. Jabari Walker and uh, Matisse Dybul are questionable. Yes. What are, 
what are you doing with the Blazers today against the Knicks? They're 12-point dogs on the road. Yeah, so we have a very tricky spot here because there's not much to like. Now, these guys played in an overtime game last time out. Anthony Simons played 45 and a half minutes in OT, which uh, if you just want to lop those five minutes of overtime off, played 40 in regulation. Uh, we had some other guys pull some big numbers, including 41 minutes in overtime to Dwap Reith, who's projected for 7% ownership right now. I think the status of Jabari Walker is very important for today's slate, which is a sentence that no one should ever say out loud. If Jabari Walker doesn't play today, then the only two real centers that Portland has at this point are Dwap Reith and Ibu Baji. In that most recent game, they had no Jabari Walker. Ibu Baji played nine minutes in regulation. Every other minute at center was played by Dwap Reith. If there's no Walker, we have to project Reith for more minutes, I think. We have him in at 27. I went to 28 this morning. I see him as a very interesting play if we start to lose more bodies for Portland. Moses Brown just had surgery on his wrist. He is out now. So they don't have a ton of other options. Ish Wainwright, I believe, although they may have just cut him. Let me let me check that. Keep, keep I think talking, I can tell you. Okay. Um, I'm only getting to 6% of Reith right now. But I think we have to go over 30 minutes for him if we end up... They did wave Ishway yeah, right? uh, yep, three yep. days ago. Yep. So even more important. If Jabari Walker is out, we got to get to more wreath because they're, they're, they got to fill 48 minutes at center and it doesn't seem like they want to just throw a bunch of minutes at Ibu Baji. So I like wreath and I might like him more later on. You know, if we get some of those other... Like if, if we get both guys out you certainly are more interested in some of the value pieces that could exist for Portland. But like Simons is sort of already where he needs to be. He's not really going to change all that much. Grant's minutes aren't really going to change all that much. Scoot seems pretty stuck in that 30 to 32 range. So I don't know if we get a ton of value there. Like Thibel at 3,900 is at least worth a thought process on a day like today with where some of the value is. But I think the two guys you got to pay closest attention to for Portland are Simons and Reith. I kind of love your thought process on Reith right now. Uh, another thing to consider, the guy has not, look, I'm not saying he's he's played massive, like a ton of games with big minutes, but 21% usage rate this season on this guy. Yeah. Yeah, like it's pretty good. He's going to 1.15 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. Like even if you want to say that that's, incredibly optimistic and this matchup against the Knicks is bad. Like call it a fantasy point per minute. Still pretty good. Even him 30 at 5,500 on a five game slate. That is important. Also the, the thing I love about guys like this is while you're not projecting him for those massive minutes, the upside for them is available. Yeah. We just saw him play 36 minutes in regulation. Yeah. And then all of overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Not the greatest rebounder, but if he's out there, yeah. he had 13 in the uh, I know in I'm just saying minutes. 12 percent yeah. rebound rate. Like on the year, his rebounding has been yeah, you know, okay. But yeah, I like that. That's a great call. What's his own? What do we have him projected at ownership right now? Seven. Pretty low. Yeah. Like we have his optimal rate a little bit higher than the ownership, but there's just 
if if Walker is in, then he provides an actual alternative that where they can go to Walker in any situations where Reith has a problem. But if Walker's not around, they just don't have other dudes. Right, with Brown also out, with Aiton expected yep. not to play. What do they do? Right. What, yeah, but, what is the what is the alternative there? Jeremy Grant slash Kamara. Right. Like yeah. they closed the end of the first quarter. Baji came off the floor. They played the final two minutes of the first quarter with Chris Murray, Malcolm Brogdon, Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons, and Tumani Kamara. They will go small-ish. Uh, let's see how that looks if like Isaiah Hartenstein is out there to eat that up. Gobbling everything up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That could be a problem for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure you want to go small with the Randall against the Randall Hartenstein front court. Probably not. But do they care? It's Portland. It's not like they're playing for a title. That that's always the interesting no. wrinkle in these type of games where it's like, does it matter? You know? No. No, they don't they don't have a they don't have a choice. Maybe right. they go small and they just become hectic. No, but you're right though. I mean, everything. this could really be a a do I breathe like 36 minute game again for sure. If Walker is yeah. out, that's clearly the the point. But you're right. I also would anticipate ownership coming up there. By the way, the New York Knicks are the number one offensive rebounding team in the league. The Portland Trailblazers are 27th in defensive rebounding. So uh, not out of the realm of possibility to see Isaiah Hartenstein hang like a 20 rebound burger on this team, depending on how it breaks. Well, yeah, they're the number one rebounding team because you had Mitchell Robinson and then Isaiah Hartenstein, both of whom are very good offensive rebounding bigs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's see. Uh, rebound, offensive rebound rate. Hartenstein is a almost is a 14.5% offensive rebound rate. That is, yeah. that is 97th percentile. Yeah, that is higher than Reith's act total rebounding rate. Yeah. So, 97th percentile this year. 96th last year, 89, 95, 94. Like, there's no ambiguity here. He's one of the best offensive rebounders in basketball going up against a team that is probably going to struggle just a hair with grabbing a rebound, whether that's Ibu Baji, whether that's Dwap Reith. Uh, Jeremy Grant going to play 36 minutes at the four. He has a 10.5% defensive rebounding rate this year. That's 27th percentile. Isaiah Hartenstein is going – and. Uh, I'd say Hardenstein is going to get a ton of boards. The only way that he doesn't really benefit on the offensive rebounding side is because Portland sucks so bad that the Knicks just don't miss. Right. By the <laughs> way, do you, do you know what Mitchell Robinson's offensive rebounding rate was? Don't look, but uh, before he, in 21 games this year? 18. 20.3. <laughs> his offensive rebounding rate was higher than his defensive rebounding rate. Yeah, it's just... Nasty. And last Nasty. year in 59 games, 18.4. Like he, yeah, he's probably the best offensive rebounder in basketball. Certainly in the short list. Who else would it be? There's a few other guys out there, but he is by far one of the best. You said offensive rebounding? Yeah. Like I, I think if you were to take offensive rebounding right over the last three years, Mitchell has, Robinson has to be number one. Let's see. Who do I have in my model? As and obviously it has to be. You know, they have to be qualified in some sense. It can't just... I have them second in my model. All right. So it's not like Looney first or... Uh, Looney is sixth. Sixth. Yeah, Looney's a great offensive rebounder. Uh, is it East or West? East. In the East in conference? Usually the best offensive rebounders just like aren't... 
Who is it? That would be Andre Drummond. I was going to say Drummond, but I wasn't sure if he was qualified. That's what I was saying. Like, I mean, I guess if we're qualifying 10 minutes per game or whatever. I mean, you know, he plays. But yeah, Drummond's just a monster. Yeah. Drummond, Robinson, uh, you know, Clint Capella's up there. Mark Williams is up there. Steven Adams. Hartenstein is in the top 10. Yeah. All right. So then what are you doing with, what are you doing with the Knicks? Because, you you know, you are right about this. Hartenstein might have a 25 rebound game. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, might he have looks- fit. He might have 15 points on putbacks. Yeah. But that's that's an interesting game then for uh like the Knicks guards and wings because maybe maybe that means they're not shooting very well. But Harden like there's a lot of ownership coming in the Knicks 15 to 20 on Hartenstein, Brunson, Hart, Randall, scattered ownership to the rest of these guys. I'm neutral to the field on Hart and Randall, so right around 20% for both. Randall 8900 power forward center, but as I mentioned, that power forward center group of players, pretty loaded for today. Hart just flexible at 4,800, playing close to 30 minutes a night at this point. Um, I have no problem at all getting to Jalen Brunson. You know, this matchup for New York is really good. Uh, Portland, pretty terrible. Hey. 30th in offensive rating, 20th in defensive rating. They don't play slow. They're, you know, middle of the pack in terms of pace. So I'm getting to a little bit of everything here. DiVincenzo is in 12% of my lineups. Hartenstein's in 12% of my lineups. I, I like most of the Knicks. Miles McBride is nothing more than a backup guard uh, playing, you know, 12, 13 minutes a night. Point guard, shooting guard at the flat min in an 11 and a half point line. Does Miles McBride step into a couple extra minutes if this one gets out of hand and becomes like a mildly interesting value play? Could, could. Just putting that out there. I've got 14% of Precious Achua, $3,500 power forward center. Don't mind going that direction. Any foul trouble at all to Isaiah Hartenstein is going to result in Precious Achua stepping up the minutes a little bit. Hey, how about this? Uh, Derek K, $25 Super Chat, took down the $15 GPP last night. I assume that he's talking about the big one on DraftKings. Yeah, that would be that would be my assumption. That is awesome, man. Thanks for all the help. Yeah. I watch the shows every day. Hell yeah, dude. I wonder how he was able to glean anything from our shows. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Josh is Josh is salty about this. That's I awesome, appreciate man. shots being taken at me. Congratulations. That's awesome. That's a huge win. It is. That's Derek. Awesome. I mean, like personally, I wish you would have got second and I would have won. But if it's not going to work out, I'm happy that you got the money. Yeah, man. Congrats. And thank you. Adam finished fifth, I think. Did he? Yeah. Thank you for the super chat. By the way, if you guys are ever looking for the tools, man. They're putting in a heck of a lot of work. NBA lineup generator. You won't find something better to get in like at the cost in the industry. Guaranteed. Right. Yeah. It's, it's essentially the Sims light. Like all the simulations yeah. are happening behind the scenes. You can lock players. You can swap players. You can pick the lineups you want. Uh, discard the ones you don't like. Sort through all of them. Right. Decide what type of tournament you want. Cash game tournament. Uh, and then you can go like, do I want balance? Do I want chalky? Give me all lineups. Give me contrarian. Once you select all the ones you want, you can go in, see all of your lineups, see all of your exposures, upload it straight to CSV. It's optimized for mobile, so you can do it straight from your phone. Uh, and then you have the Sims tool, Josh, which is uh, which has been very kind to many of our users. I see the, yeah. I've seen this, I've seen the stochastic avatars littered across the leaderboards lately. So it has made me very happy to see that. Now I'm just hoping I'm one of them in the coming days. But uh, Sims tool, Josh, both. lineup generator, both of them 
A lot of NBA left. And, you know, I say with football all the time, get in on like a Thursday. So then you have Thursday and then the Saturdays that we've had, the Sundays, the Monday, all that showdowns. With basketball, doesn't matter. Like you've got seven days straight of basketball, no matter what. So if you're doing a week of the lineup generator, a week of the Sims tool, you're legitimately getting seven days plus all of the other slates inside of those seven days. It's just a fantastic opportunity to get in and just make better lineups right out of the gate. You're just immediately upping your level of competency in a major way out of, at least for the lineup generator, for a very low price point. Yeah, very low. And if you're looking to step it up, Sims Tool too. Anyway, you guys have any questions, hit us up. Hit me up on Twitter. DMs are always open. I can point you in the right direction for sure. Yeah. If you're not you weren't willing to jump in quite yet, or check out all of Greg's tutorials on, on our YouTube channel. They're super, super helpful. So if you ever have any questions, hit us up. More than help, more, more than happy to help. But uh, yeah, lineup generator and Sims down there in the description and in chat. If you've been on the fence. Still so much basketball, so much time to get wow. into action for sure. We didn't even hit the all. We weren't even at the all-star break yet. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. Memphis and Dallas. Jaws done for the season. Mm. Derrick Rose is still week to week. Jaron Jackson's questionable. Aldama's doubtful. Marcus Smart with John Morant off the court. It's only been like 150 minutes, but it's still enough to glean something. Yeah. What a dramatic difference you see. Like his usage rate or his assist rate goes from like 9% to 26%. Uh, yeah. Usage sees a considerable bump. Per minute production is right around the minute. He's playing uh, one fantasy point per minute. He's playing big minutes. John Morant out today, 234 and a half total game. Totally understand why Smart's getting the ownership that he is. I do too. Uh, unfortunately for me, I'm not getting to as much Marcus Smart, but clearly a fantastic play stepping into a much bigger role with John Morant sideline for the season with that labrum tear. Uh, 6,300 point guard shooting guard. He's in 50% of lineups right now. I think I'm probably a little light on his minutes and I'll end up a little bit higher. I only went to 34 right here. They are eight and a half point dogs in Dallas. I think he's much more live for 35 or 36. So I probably will bump that up a little bit, but where I'm not getting smart, I am getting to the 22% owned Desmond Bain in 58% of my lineups. So I've basically flip-flopped Bain and smart. I don't hate that. Bain 8,500 shooting guard, small forward. His current points prop in the betting markets sitting at a crisp 26 and a half with some juice to the over. He just steps into a completely different role when John Morant isn't around, this becomes basically his team. Uh, we'll see what Marcus Smart has to say about that. But I love the idea of getting to Bain. He is my second most exposed Memphis guy behind $3,600 small forward power forward Zaire Williams. He's 44% owned. Uh, happy to get that value. Vince Williams is 47% owned. 4300 Happy to get that value at small forward. Didn't get the start last time out. They actually went to Luke Kennard. But Vince Williams ended up playing way bigger minutes uh ended up getting over 30 i believe in that last time out we're seeing canard who like i said stepped into that starting lineup last time 28 owned as a 4300 shooting guard still looks like a really nice value option jaron jackson jr can go from another one of those seven eight nine k power forward center options that not pulling as much ownership as you would expect to maybe just maybe jaron jackson jr uh does not even play in this game 
and then you don't have Aldama, and all of a sudden it's like flat 3K David Roddy season, which could creep up out of nowhere today because they're going to run out of dudes that can play those major positions. I think because of the lack of Aldama, the impact of minutes between Bismack Biombo and Xavier Tillman becomes really interesting. We saw Tillman play three minutes their last game and then never see the floor again. I'll add, he was never announced as the starter. Biombo was named the starter in the last game and then Tillman just played the game, started the game. No one knew until that game tipped off and then Tillman played three minutes and then never saw the floor again. I have no idea what Memphis is doing with their center rotation, but a $3,900 7%-owned Tillman could very easily just play 20, 22 minutes today as a direct backup if Jaron Jackson Jr. isn't able to play today. Weird dynamics for Memphis, but get to the wings. There's a plenty of minutes to go around, plenty of shots to go around. Now the jaw is out. Do you know how many threes Marcus Smart has attempted over the last two games? No idea. 27. That's not a good idea. That's crazy. That's too many. 27 threes. That's too many. Yeah, you think? That's this is hilarious. Do how about this though? You you broke down everything. Do I assume you have Jaron Jackson in right now? I do have Jaron Jackson in right now. What if he sits? It so then I think you have to get 48 minutes out of Biombo and Tillman right at center instead of Biombo plays and then you just have a qu- giant question mark of what Tillman gets to provide. I think then the biggest benefit to this team becomes a flat 3K power forward eligible David Roddy. If you're projecting Roddy for 22, 24 minutes or something like that, he's going to start showing up because that price tag is going to be too easy to get. Like you can't get away from it. Dude, the ownership right now on the Grizzlies is insane. And it should be. I know. It should be like I don't, and it could get crazier. That's the that's the wild thing. What if if Jackson's out? It's it's even it's massively bigger than that. This game could get so out of hand if Jackson is out too. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter. No. So what's interesting here is that at least Memphis is set up to defend well. They're ninth in defensive rating on the season. John Morant leaving the floor is not making that worse by any means. No, but Jackson leaving the floor would. If Jackson's gone, then this is a team that's just bad, bad. Yeah, like you still have Marcus <laughs> Smart. Fine, that's great. Great defensive. Yeah, being solid enough. Jaron Jackson is the defensive player of the year from last year. Like we're talking, it's very different. Exactly. But you can't, you can't get away. You can't get away from wanting to play Bain, no matter what. You can't get away from wanting to play Marcus Smart. You can't get away from Vince Williams and Zaire Williams, Canard to a degree. But this could look crazy if Jackson ends up out. <sighs> well, that's why we got the deeper dive in live before lock, right? A lot yeah. could change. This, this could, you know, I know we talked about it yesterday. We had the super chat and the deeper dive. Like, how many guys are you willing to limit in, or, you know, play in one on one team? I just yeah. want to revisit it for one second. I know your answer sure. is you, you don't care, especially with the evolution of Sims tools. You know, yep. because Sims tools are just with the Sims. When you many of you guys watching, I already know, like you have the Sims package, you, you you understand the simulated ROI and all that stuff. If it's a high simmed ROI, doesn't really nothing else really matters in a spot like that. But if no. Jaron Jackson sits, 
Like, could we be seeing five Grizzly lineups today on a five-game slate? Yeah. Um, as of right now, the the aggregate ownership total is 250%, which means, you know, you're looking at a lot of two and three lineup builds. But that's a 14% owned Jaron Jackson in that equation. If you remove him, we are adding way more than 14% back to that pool. David Roddy will be over 14% owned. You will absolutely be projecting way more ownership to Xavier Tillman and probably to Bismack Biombo at that point. Not to mention some of the other guys on Memphis are certainly going to improve. So as I look at it, if Jaron Jackson Jr. is out, you're probably looking at three Memphis guys in the large majority of built lineups with four being very realistic and five not being much of an issue. There's too much value to go around. Last question on this team. I know we're running a little late, guys, but uh, bear with us. <laughs> what do you th- What do you think the rotation looks like as far as how many bodies see the floor today? I if mean, Jackson, I just if Jackson's out, if Jackson's out. I mean, I always just kind kind of assume ten. Yeah. You know, Bain, Smart, Williams, Biombo, Kennard, uh, Zaire Williams, Xavier Tillman. John Conchar, David Roddy makes nine. I think in that case, you could, let's see. Uh, Jacob Gilliard is allegedly with the G League team, at least as of right now. I guess Jake LaRavia then could be a 10th yeah. if you need it. So re- nine plus LaRavia. Who? They recalled him yesterday, I think. Okay, gotcha. Man, what they a do have J- uh Do they still have Jalen Noel? I want to say no. No. No, he signed the 10-day on the 4th and never never brought that back. Last day that he played was the 13th. What are you doing with Dallas today? Dante Axum, Derek Lively out. Yeah. Uh, Luke is playing come. flip-flopping Luka and Kyrie at this moment. We've got Luka Doncic, 11-5, point guard only, 30% owned. Kyrie Irving, 8,800, point guard, shooting guard, 11% owned. I legitimately have that flip-flopped. I have 32% of Kyrie Irving and 14% of Luka Doncic. They are the two guys you get to scatter in a little bit of Dwight Powell and Derek Jones Jr. if you want to, assuming they are still starting at the four and five. Hardaway Jr. off the bench in this spot against Memphis is reasonable. There's not much else here, but... If you like either one of Kyrie or Luca, you'll feel pretty good about it. This is a good spot against Memphis and looks way better if Triple J sits. We'll be honest. I'm a little surprised that you're flipping them just given the type of value that we're already seeing. I think that it's mostly just a factor of how well I have Anthony Davis projected. Okay, so Davis right now is just your your clear top-tier guy. Um, he is. And well, I that think that if, if I had a little bit less Davis, I think I'm just getting a little bit more Luca. But I'm already allocating a large majority of my salary to AD. I'd be interested to see what happens to Luca exposure if Jaron Jackson sits. I mean, it'll go up. <laughs> it can't go down. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'll go up. Anything else for Dallas then? No, I don't think so. Uh, Jones and Powell, because they'll be in the starting lineup. Grant Williams was the direct backup to Dwight Powell, which uh, I'm guessing he's not stoked he's in Dallas any longer. Uh, 
the fact that Grant Williams has power forward eligibility, like it does make him a little bit more interesting if something happens to Dwight Powell, but Grant Williams is also a 0.64 fantasy point per minute dude over the past 30 days. So not exactly drowning in fantasy points. Ready to wrap this one up? Toronto and the Lakers? I am. Let's do it. By the way, I listened to the entire Cat Williams interview with Shannon Sharp. Okay. How was it? Phenomenal. Okay. It's good. I listened to it on the way to hockey, on the way back, got home, took a shower, jumped into bed, turned it back on, fell asleep, then finished the rest this morning. It's really, really good. Really I can't good. imagine falling asleep to the sweet sounds of Cat Williams. <laughs> he actually, uh, he's very measured in this. Everybody was saying that he's, he was crazy. I, I listened to, it's almost three hours. I listened to the whole thing. Nah. Wildly intelligent dude. I'm not really sure what people are saying about him. Like after listening to, I, I know always known about Cat Williams. I've seen some interviews. I've seen some clips, right? I've seen a lot of his specials. But after listening to that, watching that, I am without question a big Cat Williams fan. Same. Yeah, like even Same. bigger. Hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. Very funny. Uh, Toronto and the Lakers. So the Raptors. Right now, you've got. We didn't mention Chris Boucher either, as far as some of this ownership coming in to cheaper guys. He's twenty four percent with Jakob Pertl out. Nothing makes me more uneasy, more uncomfortable than going to the value. Now it's not Nick Nurse anymore, Josh. That's not lost on no. me. No. But the Chris Boucher value when a big man is out has worked for us like once in the last fifteen years. Yeah. Uh... Clearly an interesting play. I have zero right now because of the ownership. I only went to 20 minutes. We have 27. That is a very different distinction. This could look very different for me by the end of the day. And I'm not going to tell anybody that this won't look great. I don't know if he starts. I, I could very, very easily see a situation where he doesn't, where they go quickly. Trent. Um, Barrett. Barnes Siakam I don't think that that would be crazy at which point then you're still getting Chris Boucher as like the backup center uh we did see them unearth Jonte Porter in their last game we have Thad Young that could be picking up uh center minutes as well so like I said we went to 27 minutes we're projecting 23 percent ownership or whatever it is if he's playing 27 minutes like if Chris Boucher is the starter you're playing a lot of Chris Boucher at 4,500 with power forward center. Like he's way, he's way more interesting than 24% owned to me at that price tag. I just don't know how many minutes we're playing here. I don't know how confident we are. The real problem in this entire discussion is the fact that this game starts two hours after Memphis and Dallas. There's a really good chance that we have no idea who the fifth starter is for Toronto. And you're not exactly set up with amazing swaps if you're trying to get off of what is like an assumed starting spot for Chris Boucher, could he start? Absolutely. If he starts get to Chris Boucher, I'm apprehensive at this moment because we just really haven't seen it. So I guess the issue then becomes, well, would they start Siakam at the five in this matchup? Maybe. I, right. I, I don't, I don't know if it's practical, but they could, I, I don't think it's the best move. I also I don't necessarily think that Chris Boucher is the best no, movie. Well, like that's a given that could, though, man. They could start Thad Young today, and that would not shock me at all. Yeah. 
that that is definitely a problem. Um, Thad Young played uh, 11 minutes on the 30th, two on the first, four on uh, the seventh. Let's be clear. I think Thad Young starting this game is like a 4% outcome. I think the most likely scenario is probably Chris Boucher or Pascal Siakam at the five, and they bring in uh, either Dennis Schroeder or Gary Trent to that starting lineup. Jonte Porter is the guy that has played 13 minutes. Well, since Achua is gone, seven minutes for Porter on the third, 13 on the fifth, 12 in their most recent game. They could also start Jonte Porter. I assume that goes pretty poorly for Porter and quite well for Anthony Davis on the opposite end, but it doesn't have to be Boucher yet. And I think that makes it a little scary given the time of this game. I'll add one caveat to that. He is a fantasy per point per minute player. Yeah. Even if he doesn't start, I don't think you're dead if you have him in there. And it's like Chris Boucher probably like is still going to see elevated playing time. He's getting around 14 minutes per game on the season. Even like 22 minutes from Chris Boucher off the bench, even 20 minutes from Boucher off the bench at 4,500 is not like a death sentence. No, not at all. Not at all. Like he's a good value play today just by knowing that Pascal Siakam isn't going to be in. But the amount uh, so of minutes Yaka, that you... Siakam Pertle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Yaka Pertle. Apologies. The amount of minutes you give Chris Boucher is very much up for interpretation right now. And I have very little confidence in that at 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm with you. Like, that's why I don't have him because I'm not projecting him. Like, to me, he looks like an awful play if he's 25% owned. But that's the problem. it's because I'm not projecting him in that manner. If I gave him 24, 26, if I gave him 27 minutes, I'd probably have 50% of Chris Boucher at 24% ownership. So that balancing act is interesting. We have him with a 30% optimal rate and 23% ownership. So we're like... That gap will probably narrow at some point in time. That, I think, is also interesting. It is. Yeah. Again, the only advantage is that even if you had him, the ownership, yes, is, is a thing. But ownership might not be where it is if we don't get those starting lineups in time and it's a late game. And then you roll the dice and he ends up starting or he doesn't start. But it's not one of those guys where if he's not starting, like he's, you know, he's a 0.8 fantasy point per minute guy and you absolutely need him to start. So that that's good at least. Anyway. Only a 17% only usage rate for Chris Boucher on this season. That's not shocking. No, but like that's not going to get any better if he moves into the starting lineup. No, certainly not. Certainly not. But he can that, provide that's... elsewhere. Anything else yeah. you're doing with Toronto? Not really. I mean, these guys are pulling some ownership, but... So much depends on the starting lineup. Like if we somehow get Jonte Porter starting, he's 3,100 at center. Like that becomes a real thing. By the uh, Boucher on, on the year, uh, right on the dot, one one drafting point per minute while he's been on the floor. Um, Like I really like Siakam at 8K, especially if he starts at the five. That's like, that's a better, this team looks better offensively if Siakam is the five and not playing against, playing alongside of another five. So at 8K, I think Pascal Siakam's in a really nice spot. I have no issue whatsoever getting to Barnes. I like RJ Barrett at shooting guard, small forward. He's 5% owned. So it's, you know, a GPP flyer type play. I think Gary Trent steps into a bunch more minutes. See, we went 23 to Trent. I went 25. Uh, he's a $4,400 point guard shooting guard option. 
uh, 6% owned. I see him as an interesting value option. I went, I have 16% Gary Trent. That's the most I have of anybody here. I think Toronto is just a really difficult team to break down right now. I'll say on the other side, you had, you've alluded to Anthony Davis all show long, but yeah. no matter who starts Anthony Davis against this, this, you know, uh, shorthanded Toronto front court today looks very good. He's in 78% of my lineups right now, 10,100. And the, the key piece is this, he has power forward eligibility. I don't know how you dodge him today because of that. If he were just center, it's a completely different discussion. His points prop is 28 and a half right now, minus 120 to the over. And he's also backing that up with a 13 and a half rebound projection, juiced slightly to the under. Plus we're talking like three and a half, four stocks. I think he's very easily the guy I want to get to. Toronto is 17th in defensive rating, and then they take off their rim-protecting center. This feels like a really good spot for Anthony Davis. It does. And I want to get into the rest of the Lakers. I almost forgot about this, though, guys. Like We talked about prize picks earlier. Um, like, I'm in a legal betting state. I can't play on prize picks. If you are also, like me, in a legal betting state, dude, BetMGM just brought back the the bet and get where it's bet $5, <clears throat> get 158 in bonus bets. You literally sign up, you bet five, you deposit five bucks, bet it on whatever you want. Parlay doesn't matter. If you win, you get paid out and you get $158 in bonus bets. It's for like the, you know, Super Bowl 58, dumb number in my opinion, but it's $158 in bonus bets that you didn't have before. If you lose, you still got $158 in bonus bets. Just like the legitimate, the, the truest definition of getting something you didn't have and a lot of it for doing absolutely nothing. It takes a minute to sign yeah. up and verify yourself. $5 deposit, $5 bet, instantly get $158 in bonus bets. I know a lot of you guys are out there that are in legal states like I am. This is, this is as easy as it gets, dude. This is literally as easy as it gets. I would really like to take advantage of these things, but I am still just... You just get mad uh, every time I do sports books reads because you can't. I'm just, I'm like, I'm looking in the window of the store. Like, I see all your <laughs> shit. Just unlock it, man. Come on. What are we doing here? Last I saw that they're they're trying to get it done for March Madness. For North Carolina, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Be awesome. So Even I will not immediately just be like, well, I, I'll have one of those... You know, like uh, when Brady Quinn's mom or whatever had to wear, or like his girlfriend <laughs> had like the dual jersey. I'm going to have... A bet MGM sticker on here and yep. a DK FanDuel, whatever. And then other... they'll say you're working for the books, baby. Yeah. yeah. So that's coming shortly. But I wish I could take advantage of this one. But yeah, uh, link, unfortunately, I cannot. Link in the description for that. Uh, for real. It, it is as simple as I just put it, guys. Even if you're not big into sports betting, you're mostly DFS. Grab the 158 bucks in bonus bets and put them on whatever. Basketball, parlays, wild card. At the end of the day, if you lose every one of those $158, you're down five bucks or you yeah. build up a sick bankroll. Decision is clear, my friends. Anyway, yeah. got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, call your text 1-800-GAMBLING. Let's wrap it up with the Lakers. Yeah. Where else outside of Anthony Davis do you look towards here? LeBron James, $9,800. Falls off a cliff after the big two, though, for L.A. Yep, that's the only other option. I have 24% LeBron. I think he looks fantastic today. He's 18% owned. I'm getting there. Uh, those are the only two names that you should be clicking on for the Lakers. And I'm putting this out there right now. Feel free to tweet me later tonight. If I have 78% Anthony Davis and he's 22% owned, and that's what I have when this game locks, 
you can bet your sweet ass that that Anthony Davis heads to the locker room with X injury tweet is coming out. So let me know when it happens because I know that I control the world and I definitely control the health status of Anthony Davis if he is my stand <laughs> today. Appreciate you guys hanging out as always. You are the best. Deeper dive tonight, Adam Scher with Josh Engelman. Greg Ehrenberg, Eric Lindquist on Live Before Lock for a five-gamer. Jordan, I, I suppose you will be with them as well. Yes, he will. Yes. All right. Appreciate you guys. Follow Josh at Josh Ingeman on Twitter. Me at Lafay underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Send some screenshots today, baby. Let's see them. Let's get some more wins. A lot of wins this morning. You love to see it. Sounds like a great yeah. night for the stochastic team yesterday. We'll see you guys back here for the next one. I'll be on the NFL first look tomorrow with Ben. We'll still have the strategy show right here. Same time as always. Peace. Peace.